Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Welcome back. Hour number two. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Happy to be with you on this Monday evening. Hope you are doing well, stocked up, barricaded. Maybe you got some time to hang out with the family a little bit, you know? What I hear today, Coulter, the, the president said uh, they're, they're discouraging. They're, just, they're not eliminated. Discouraging groups of 10 or more is, uh, is the new recommendation today nationwide. So... I hope it doesn't get much smaller because I might have to take up residence in the trailer. You know, thank goodness we still got that thing. I don't know why you don't. I'm halfway to 10 right now just when I walk in the door at my house, you know? I would have been sleeping in that thing for the duration of my fatherhood if I was you. Oh, no. No, no, no. You got to get in there. You got to snuggle in, man. Nothing better than the kids coming in, giving them a big big hug, you know? It's just now I got a mask on my face and, uh, you know, rubber gloves on trying to keep keep everybody safe. Nothing says I love you more than hanging out in a trailer. Am I right, Coulter? That's right. <laughs> you got for your own safety. I'm just gonna go read a book out here. You guys be well. Catch you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, at Gus Tutel on Twitter at 1029 ESPN and at Skyline Sports MT. Uh, hope everybody is doing well. If you want to listen live on the World Wide Web, you can do it 1029ESPN.com. You go there, you check out the stream. The stream is available all the time. Thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. The Big Sky Conference was one of all of the conferences in uh, NC2A Division I men's and women's basketball to cancel their conference tournaments last week. They did it mid-tournament, as many of them did. And uh, they left us with a lot of questions about who, what, when, why, how, all that stuff. And... 
Tom Wistersill, the commissioner of the Big Sky Conference, today had a conference call in which he opened with an initial statement, sort of explained the timeline, how things progressed last week, starting on Wednesday and then going into Thursday, the, and when, when they actually ended up canceling the tournament officially Thursday morning. And, uh, and then there's a number of follow-up questions in there about, uh, well, about all kinds of things. So we put this together for you. It's about 17 minutes long from uh, the uh, conference call that's just got over two hours, less than two hours ago. This is very, very new information, but I think it goes a long way to answering a lot of questions, at least that I had, and hopefully that you had uh, about about the process of all of it, where we're at now, and where we're at going forward. So here you go, the uh, the commissioner of the Big Sky Conference talking about the cancellation of the tournaments and sports in general in the Big Sky, Tom Wistersill. Good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for uh, taking some time today and uh, during this crazy, crazy, unpre- unprecedented time that we're under right now in all of athletics. And uh, so appreciate you taking the time. Um, I think it'd be best for me maybe just to kind of walk the walk the group through just kind of what happened over the last few days in Boise uh, leading up to our decision to uh, cancel the tournament. And then we'll certainly ask any questions or answer any questions that any of you have. So um, so with that, you know, obviously we had, a, had uh, the tournament in Boise the first few days were fantastic. Uh, attendance was way up. The energy in the stadium was great. Um, our student athletes and coaches and fans really seem to be enjoying themselves. Um, and the way we do it, one of the things we do in Boise, we've done the last couple of years, is we've had Tuesday mornings, we've had AD meetings, so all our athletic directors and conference staff get together. And we've also scheduled a president's meeting for Thursday morning uh, on uh, in Boise, which obviously turned out to be a really good idea uh, with uh, everything happening. So. Obviously, everyone was aware of the uh, the COVID nineteen virus, and there was discussions about it uh, nationally. Uh, certainly, going on as we went through Monday and Tuesday uh, into the tournament, we talked about it as an athletic directors group uh, with our ads, and, and just were kind of watching around the country what was what was transpiring. Wednesday is when things really started to pick up. Uh, those of you that were at the tourney know that we had five games scheduled Wednesday, two men's, uh, I'm sorry, three men's games earlier in the day, and then two women's semifinal games that evening. And that was when the NCAA uh, made an announcement that day that the NCAA tournament would happen in both men's and women's basketball, but with no fans. And that really kind of got the ball rolling around the country Myself and other commissioners, we started texting each other, calling each other, just to see what was going to happen uh, with each of them. One of the advantages we have of being in the mountain time zone is a lot of things happen ahead of us on the East Coast. And so I was able to touch base with them. And you could see the trend heading in that direction on Wednesday that most of the conference tournaments were going to plan on having fans that day. But by Thursday, we're going to be playing the tournament with no fans. And you could see that really kind of gaining momentum during the day on Wednesday. At that time, we still had zero cases in the state of Idaho. Uh, our medical personnel there in Boise were in touch with the medical community there in the, through the state of Idaho and in Boise. And we're tracking that, that there was no, uh, no cases in the state of Idaho at that point. So we certainly... Near the end of the night, Wednesday, after our five games, our staff got together, put together a number of contingency plans for 
continuing as is, uh, all as we were doing with all fans, to having some sort of fan base there, whether it be just media or it would include families of the players as well. Uh, or we talked about was there the potential at that point of canceling the tournament. So all of that was going through our head. Uh, some of our staff members worked hard to put together a, a chart, kind of tracking in real time what each of the conferences was doing. So we went to bed Wednesday night, slept fast. <clears throat> Thursday morning, we started our president's meeting uh, at around 9 o'clock. By that point, both the Ivy League and the Patriot League had canceled uh, tournaments. They canceled all spring competitions. So there were a couple conferences that had made some really drastic changes over the last 24 to 48 hours. And so we spent the majority of our presence, our entire meeting, we changed the agenda to just talk about this issue. And we went back and forth with, with many, many solutions. And after about 45 minutes had really settled on, we were going to have the tournament, uh, but we're going to allow very limited fan base. Basically, each student athlete and coach is allowed a pass list of six individuals and that was going to be it, other than media allowed at our tournament. So that was at about 9.45 in the morning. And then in one of the most stunning turn of events in my 27-year uh, career in college athletics, the conferences started canceling the tournaments and uh, received uh, updates from the Big Ten, the American Athletic Conference. I actually made notes here of when that was at 9.48. At 9.54, we received that the SEC and the Big 12 had canceled their tournament. And by 10.08, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six other conferences had canceled. And so in, in, in a span of about 15 minutes, we went from describing exactly how we were going to manage the tournament with fans to our presidents having a discussion about canceling the tournament. They ultimately decided that was the right thing to do, certainly with my support and the support of others, uh, that at this point we needed to cancel the tournament. So we made that decision um, and then immediately gathered the athletic directors on a conference call five minutes later. I shared the news with them, and by 10.15, uh, the ADs were alerting their, uh, their coaches, student-athletes, fan bases. Uh, that our tournament had been canceled. So that certainly was a whirlwind of the day. Um, we went from the highest of highs uh, to a lot of lows. Um, really was a difficult time as we thought about our basketball teams and the seniors, both men's and women's teams, that didn't get a chance to ride out their tournament dreams. Uh, but obviously the health and safety of everyone involved, including back on campuses that all our student-athletes were heading back to was, was more important than any, any game, any, any win or loss that that was going to happen at the tournament. So, so there's the timeline I wanted to lay out for everybody and certainly thought there was some interesting things that transpired there. But uh, with that, I'll, uh, I'll take any questions. So it seems like as the other conferences started to cancel on, uh, on Wednesday morning or Thursday morning, I guess it was, that that seemed very influential into the decision that was ultimately made for the Big Sky Conference. But how much of the uh, decision was also made based on medical advice? Like you said, you had been in contact with the you know some of the medical community in Idaho at that time. There were no confirmed cases there. So how much 
of that was also part of that over and against just doing it, uh, you know, sort of as a result of these other conferences? And why were those conferences' decisions so influential? Well, we certainly spent a lot of time um, in the days leading up to that meeting talking to our medical personnel, personnel there in Boise about how serious was this here in Boise at the tournament site. And knowing as fans were traveling in, our student-athletes were coming in from all over. And at that point, if you remember, those of you that were there, there was a lot of questions at that point about, okay, is this thing real? How contagious really is this virus? Is this thing something going to pass by in a day or two? Or is it going to be weeks and months? What's, what's it going to be? A lot of questions unanswered there. And so, you know, certainly there was a lot of discussion from our schools. So you had our presidents and athletic directors also working with their, their institutions, learning about things. We had cases in California and cases in Washington and cases in Colorado where we had schools where that information was being fed to our athletic directors and, and presidents as well. So as we came to that meeting Thursday and went through all the different, what led us from having letting anyone in the door who bought a ticket to just the fans of the teams was, was the information that was coming from the medical community there in Boise, as well as out, out in our conference schools areas that we needed to limit the numbers of people. And so that led us to, okay, um, that seems like the best, with the information we have available to us, the best option for us is to limit the number of fans uh, and then proceed, uh, you know, knowing that that could change at any minute, any hour, through the day or the next day. Uh, that seemed like the best course of action as we headed into that meeting with the president on uh, on Thursday morning. So lots of discussion, a lot of people weighing in, but certainly, you know, an interesting time because there was no perfect um, – Nobody knew, nobody had all the answers. I think at that point, you know, the doctors are much smarter about this right now uh, and know a lot more about the virus and about how it's spreading today than anyone knew on Thursday morning. From a money perspective, what's the economic impact on the league and its associated schools? I'm sure there's projected ticket sales that weren't achieved, but there's, is there insurance in place for that? And what sort of impact can, will this have just from a money side, both for the conference as a whole and its league and its affiliated members? Yeah, good question. And, and uh, we're right on the front, front, you know, on the front end of that whole discussion. You know, our focus has purely been on the health and safety of our student-athletes and what's going on with our athletic programs both there in Boise and then for all the rest of our sports as well. So a little early to tell on the uh, financial impact. We're, we are working closely with uh, the Boise folks to make sure we get ticket refunds back to people and making sure that our fans are, are taken care of and the people that you know made the effort to buy the tickets ahead of time. But as far as impact on our campuses, impact on the conference, look, too early to tell what that's going to be. I was just curious, you know, if there were conversations between the Big Sky and the NCA, and you know, as far as postponing on the NCA tournament or postponing some turns as opposed to outright cancelization. Yeah, there was not direct discussion uh, between commissioners and the NCA on that particular topic. Um, I have friends on the NCA selection committee, and we were texting back and forth in kind of real time as far as where their decision making was at. And uh, I think that's how, you know, if you, if you look at the timeline of it, the NCAA decided to limit fans at the NCAA tournament well before almost any conference addressed it 
uh, at their at their local site. And so they were out ahead of it as far as limiting the fans. But the cancellation part of it didn't become uh, of the NCAA tournament didn't become, I don't think, a real option as much until all the conferences started canceling uh, their tournament. On Wednesday night, you know, there were conferences, like you mentioned, that were not allowing fans, but the Big Sky Conference was still allowing fans at the venue. Was it because there was no confirmed case in Idaho that you guys were still okay with having fans come in the door for these games? Yeah, I think at that point, as we talked to our to the doctors that were there on site, our, our own, we, we hire a doctor specifically to help us with, now, he, he, not specifically with viruses, you don't foresee that happening, but we, have, we hire a, a, a doctor to be there with us and to help out any of our student-athletes. And so we were looking to guidance from him, talking to other medical professionals. And then also, you know, we have having two schools in Idaho, we had a direct link uh, to the state health board in Idaho and other medical professionals there who, who were working with personnel in Idaho and Idaho State uh, to help us make that decision. That's why we felt comfortable at that point with still playing through Wednesday night uh, with, with all of the fans. But knowing that, you know, it would be addressed the next morning, we'd have more uh, information by 9 a.m. the next day. You know, Coulter, the online world is complex, and it's even the more complex when you have a business that's online. And let's be honest, every business is online in this day and age. How nice would it be if you had a company that could help you make your business demands simpler and the approach easier to understand while also making it secure? One of the great books ever written, Eric Hoffer, The True Believer, one of the Thesis is in this book is man of ideas and men of action. Sometimes the men of ideas need men of action. We need help. We need help with all of the logistics of technology. Boy, do we. I got nothing but ideas, and I got no clue how to do any of this other stuff. So that's why you call our friends at Blackfoot. Blackfoot Communications are your men and women of action. When your business online needs help, needs security, and needs to, frankly, just stay functioning. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. Ensure that your company is online all the time. Get the people of action from Blackfoot Communications. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. Going forward, obviously it's impossible to predict when and how long it'll be before sports come back and all that, but what are the factors that you will be leaning on and who will you be listening to in terms of making those decisions? Where will that information come from? Well, I think each of our schools uh, and the athletic directors will have to gather information about their local communities and see what's happening there uh, within their state and within their system offices for the university and then bring that forward. I think both our ADs group and ultimately obviously our president council will be the one to make the final decisions you know our job in the conference office is to gather as much information as possible to make sure that the decision makers can make the best educated decisions that they have we have a really strong president's group that uh is is really able to dissect these types of issues in a in a really good way and you know so i would foresee us being able to gather a lot of information get that to the ad's get that to the president and then you know make a decision at the right time um, you know, what the issue right now is, you know, what do we do about any spring competition? Obviously, during the summer, there is no competition, but nonetheless, the schools do open up for summer school. We have many student athletes that are there in the summer. And so that would be an issue we'd have to have to uh, discuss at a later date as well. 
Um, but the, I think the immediate decision for us here over the next 24 to 48 hours is what do we do with the remaining spring sports season and practices for the spring sports. Has there been any information come back to the conference about anyone in attendance having been diagnosed with this flu? No. No no report has come to my attention that anyone in Boise has uh, has the COVID-19. I'm wondering about just the financial impact from spring sports. Is that something that's autonomous to the school? Are they independent in terms of their ticket sales, or is there any revenue sharing there, or is all lost revenue from you know people not being able to go softball games, track meets? Is that just independent of the schools? Yeah, that's each each school has their own separate with that. It would just be Big Sky Championships uh, that we would be involved in. When all of the Big Sky basketball tournament stuff was going on, did you feel any sort of pressure of whether that was when the com- other conferences were canceling, or from medical, or from regular people? Were you feeling any sort of pressure to go one way or the other when you were making your decisions as you were? Um, external pressure, no. Um, internal pressure, yes. And I think it just comes from uh, being a former student athlete myself, uh, from being an associate AD and an AD and being so close to those student athletes and just knowing that the decisions we were making um, – while I felt so good about us protecting them um, from a potential deadly virus, it, it was painful to me personally knowing as we're making decisions to cancel the tournament that it was going to crush their dreams. You know, I know how hard they've worked. Um, and I remember just sitting in the meeting room as I could see where this was going. And I just, I, I, my heart was just broken for them um, because. You know, and I think, you know, every, every, every league handles it differently. For our conference, being one bid league, one women's team, one men's team, and people point towards that and work so hard for that moment, to have that stripped from them when it's so close, right? I mean, every team's there. Uh, you know, some teams didn't even get to play at all in the tournament, but they were going to play that day on Thursday. Um, so, I, you know, so external pressure, no. We were going to make the best decision with the information we had. And our presidents were really good about asking questions. And, and we were working hard to deliver all the best information to them. And they went back and forth on the issues as well. There were some presidents that wanted to play a couple of games and reassess it. Because, again, there were no cases in Idaho. So, so we felt like we were safe. But nonetheless, we had to look at long term here for all of our fans all of the people involved coming from all these different states and make the right decision. But I can tell you personally, it was, I was really struggling with it inside because I knew the impact that it had on our, on our coaches and student athletes who had worked so hard for that moment. There you go. Tom Wistersill, the commissioner of the big sky conference on a conference call earlier today, uh, talking about the cancellation of the tournaments and uh, kind of where we're at in the sports world uh in the big sky specifically and it's obviously a, a very nebulous place tough tough to sort of assess exactly where we're at but there's a couple things in there one is this was he said he strongly agreed with it he was an advocate for it but but ultimately this is a decision made by 11 people who were the presidents of the universities i mean they're the ones who kind of were assessing this and and i think were the ultimate sort of decision makers on this uh and it's interesting, too, that as you go about gathering information, 
You can go to as many places as you want to, the Idaho Board of Health, your in-house doctor, whatever it is. But also the institutions are clearly relied upon very heavily to be gathering information in the places that they are. The Big Sky Conference covers the biggest geographical footprint of any conference in America, I believe. And so what is going on in Sacramento and what is going on in Portland is very different from what's going on in Bozeman and Missoula from, you know, Greeley or Cedar City. So, you know, each of these presidents has a ton on their plate uh, right now in terms of trying to figure out what they're going to do, both academically and athletically. But also, they have resources, presumably, to pull from to find things out, whether it's their own institutional, you know, some of these schools have outstanding uh, health departments, medical, you know, medicine departments and so on, and, uh, and also hopefully access to the best information that they can get. It's still it still feels like it was on everybody else is doing it. So we got to do it. And again, I'm not saying, as I said last week, I'm not saying it was the wrong decision. It's just, that it would be nice to see, well, here we spoke to this doctor of, of we, we went to Johns Hopkins and we said, tell us the specifics of what is going on glo- you know, nationally as you're seeing it and what is our best course of action. Like that would do a lot to pacify me. And I, I have yet to get that. Well, I mean, have you been following the regulations that the CDC is handing down? I, I'm speaking about now from the conference decision on Thursday of last week. You know, that's what I'm talking about. I, yes, I mean, I'm, I, I understand kind of, the progression that this has had. And I think I, like a lot of people, have done quite a lot of reading on COVID-19 and finding out what's going on. So I'm not talking about this for myself, per se. I'm just saying in terms of the decision-making and the whens and the whys of it all. I mean, at this point, every, I mean, there's no there's no festivals, there's no concerts, there's no, you know, it's, uh, it's just sort of all, we're just hanging out now. We're just hanging out. And by the way, if anybody was going to be happy about this, it should be me. Right, I'm the ultimate hangout guy. Why are we all doing all this stuff? Can't we just sit down and have a conversation? Maybe roast a marshmallow? I don't know. Nine of us in a circle, call it good. It'll be a great day. Uh, anyway, uh, we got more to talk about from Tom Wistersill and from this press conference probably tomorrow, uh, particularly when it comes to uh, 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 eligibility. There's some eligibility questions. Uh, that uh, he spoke to, and uh, and we will discuss at length tomorrow, but thought it was at least worth hearing this now. Next, though, we'll do some high school sports. The basketball season, the prep level, came to a close right on the precipice of championships being played. We'll tell you who was in them and what the resolution for what it's worth was, and uh, and a couple of stories from that right after this. Hey, right now, at Kurtz Polaris, it's snow check season. New chaos models of Polaris snowmobiles, are available for you to check out. A quick drive to new 2.7-inch Series 8 track, a factory-installed low-elevation clutching option. In fact, they got 100,000 different combinations, so you can customize your sled during the snow check season right now at Curse Polaris going on through April 15th. Online at CursePolaris.com. Learn more about the 2021 lineup and special snow check warranty and financing offers. If you love the snowmobile, if you love to be out in the mountains, this is the time to see what is next, what is coming, and all the cutting-edge technology and get the sled that suits you to a T. Kurtz Polaris, 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, online at KurtzPolaris.com. Snow check season right now till April 15th at Kurtz.
You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. High school sports came to a quick end. At least we got championship matchups to look at. It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Great to be with you on this Monday evening. Hope you are well. At Mildenberger Motors in Hamilton, they've been serving Western Montana for over 60 years. Get in and test drive a Duramax GMC or Chevy. Feel the difference and get the best deal at Mildenberger Motors. Goldberg, it's time now for our Farmers State Bank Prep Extra segment. And the Montana was, what, one of two states still playing actual sports when it, before it was all said and done. It was, I think it was Montana and Alabama, wasn't no, it? there was a couple other tournaments going on as well. Missouri actually ended up being the last to close there the state the last. tournaments. But uh, in the state of Montana, the state basketball tournaments got to the championship game. We have basically across the board, they were able to finish up on Friday the semifinals and get to uh, deliver at least what would have been the matchups for uh, for the state tournaments across uh, across uh, uh, the state. And for boys, double-A basketball, Hellgate, not surprisingly, but nonetheless doing it after they were sort of expected to be there several times in past years and not there, were able to get in, get two wins in the uh, in the quarterfinals and semifinals and be in the state championship game where they would have faced Billing Skyview. They cut the nets down afterwards in Bozeman. They were visibly upset, obviously, sure. with seven seniors on the team, including outstanding seniors like Raleigh Wooster and Abe Johnson and Cam Lawrence. But I want to know, what do you think of them cutting the nets down? Cut them down. Absolutely. First of all, they won 48-34 over Billings West Missoula Hellgate. Skyview beat Great Falls 61-45. I mean, why? But they didn't win the state championship. First of all. They could have lost to Billings Skyview. Would they have? Very what likely What is the percentage not. chance you'd put at that they would have lost? Given Hellgate's history in state championship tournaments and state championship games, I think higher than what their undefeated record would have indicated. Still not high, but higher than what their undefeated record would have indicated. I understand. So, what's the, the number? The, I, I would say that Hellgate had an 80, 80 to 85% chance of winning the game. Here's my thing, is that this has nothing to do with like, well, you didn't win it. You shouldn't cut the nets down. It has to do with the fact that this was a team that had gone all the way through. And by the way, if Skyview, Billy Skyview, wanted to cut down the other net, I wouldn't have a problem with that either. Like, this is the end of the road. You don't get – it's not about, like, what would have happened or somehow there's something untoward about cutting it down early. These kids are the ones who are the, the, the losers in all of this. And so they should have the opportunity to, you know – 
come, I guess, as close to or do the activity of doing it. And by the way, they are state champions officially, co-state champions. Yep. So they're cutting the nets down, and they're getting a trophy, and they are state champions. Like, that's a fact. Now, is it weird that there's two teams that are state champions across the board? Yes. What would you have thought of Billing Skyview cut the nets down? I, I just said I'm fine with that. Yeah, if they went to the other net, other hoop, and did, I mean, I guess it would be better to have it not happening at the same time. I don't think that's great. Like, let one team go and then the other team go. But I, I would be completely fine with that. And by the way, I think all these teams, all these kids should have some sort of ceremony. Like, you know, when 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 we get back to school and back to, you know, uh, uh, sports and stuff like that, I think the schools that have co-state champions should have something that recognizes that in lieu of not having had the moment that you are playing for actually take place. So, and also, I must say, I applaud the MHSA in this decision to give, you know, you got to a point where you had this deal, uh, you know, give give some recognition. Don't just sit here and go, well, there's no state champion. I think that that really shorts them. I, I'd much rather have them give both a state championship than nobody. And, and so I don't have a problem with that whatsoever i mean again these are you know if it was college i'd maybe feel a little different at pro i'd feel a little bit different but high school let these kids they're here they're here to play they're here for the experience of it and let them have that moment certainly i agree and i just thought it was interesting because the hellgate knights skyview did not cut down the nets and hellgate posted a video of them cutting down the nets and celebrating and a lot of the skyview players were they had some snarky things to say about it, and I, I, I get their justification. From the Skyview perspective, I get their justification. But part of this is timing, too, right? The Skyview game was first. They were done. Yep. They were out. They had been. They were probably sitting there watching this game, but right. they, it was a done deal. This game comes to a close, the Hellgate game, and then the announcement, while they are standing there They're still on the court, right? covered in sweat, in their jerseys, everything else, and you know there is no tomorrow now when it comes to basketball, and, and that's seven seniors – and an unbelievable class that's not playing basketball anymore. And so in that moment, while they're standing there, they go, they go and 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 do that thing. I got no I got no problem with it. Feel you feel really bad for all those kids from Hellgate because they all came together for something bigger than themselves, not only from a basketball perspective, but I mean you can talk about open enrollment and recruiting and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, yeah. that group came together as freshmen. And they, a lot of those kids also played football. They helped bring football back at Missoula Hellgate. They won a couple games after Hellgate had lost all the games for a whole lot of years. Yeah, right. And then they, you know, they're runner up in state last year and they go undefeated this year. So you feel for those guys because, regardless, I mean, Raleigh Wooster's going on to play college basketball. Abe Johnson's going on to play college basketball. Cam Lawrence, I imagine, if he wants, will at least be able to play in the Frontier Conference. It depends. It, it, I, well, it'll be interesting to see what sort of opportunities he gets, but he's a good enough player to keep playing college basketball as well after sure. this they'll never get to play basketball again together that's what's tough class double a girls the semifinals helena capital beat missoula hellgate 48 36 and then billings west top missoula sentinel 48 to 30 so your co-champions are helena capital and billings west and, and those have been the two best teams this yes. year girls and, double a. and here's a really interesting motivational factor here probably the best girl athletes in the state of montana right now particularly at the double a level are danny and Paige barch they're twin sisters at helena capital they burst onto the scene as sophomores, led Helena Capital to their first of two straight volleyball championships. So they're going to be the two-time reigning, going for three-time champions in volleyball next year. Both these young ladies are only juniors, so they still have a year upcoming. They were in line to probably win the state basketball championship as well. Paige is committed to Boise State to play volleyball. 
and Danny's committed to Montana to the Lady Grizz to play basketball. But talk about motivation coming into their senior years. Uh, quote from their coach, Katie Garson Ford, but she says, those are two once-in-a-lifetime type of players at the high school level. They're incredibly athletic. They learn so fast, and they're some of the best teammates I've been around. To have all that in one package and have two of them, it's crazy. On a regular basis, we look at each other as coaches and say, oh, my gosh, how did they do that? We are just in awe over what they are able to do, and then you remember they're just juniors. So kind of the opposite side of the coin from the Hellgate boys, right? This is an ultimate story of motivation, and those girls are going to go on a tear next year yeah. trying to win all the state championships that they have at their disposal, and they could win a couple more by the time their high school careers are over, but they are definitely worth watching. Uh, in Class A for the boys, Harden, famous left hand, leading his team to a, a co-state championship. They had a 73-41 uh, hammering of Livingston in the semifinal. Butte Central, 66, Browning 50 in the other uh, state semifinal. So, Harden and Butte Central, your co-champions, would have been fun to watch. Famous left-hand uh, uh, play in another state championship. He won uh, a state championship as a sophomore, then lost it as a junior, and now is a co-state champion as a senior. So, kind of an interesting progression for uh, one of the better, one of one of the best, absolute best uh, players in the state of Montana at Harden. And it seems that there's no news about where he might continue his basketball career. I know I probably sound like a broken record at this point, but like guys like him, if I'm Montana, Montana State, I'm just taking a flyer, man. Just ask him to walk on. Figure out how to give him some sort of aid that's not maybe an athletic scholarship. There's all sorts of different ways to go about doing it where maybe he can get a little bit of help to go somewhere and then see if he can earn it. But the guy can play. Yeah. He can ball. Can he play within the constructs of a D1 system? I don't know, but I'm sure he could probably figure it out over the next five years. Right. So give him a chance to develop. I mean, he's obviously coming from a place where you're playing run-and-gun, very loose style of basketball. But to me, okay, you might not be able to fit into the stringent nature of D1, but you know how to improvise. You know how to play when stuff isn't going to script. That's the type of guy I would take a chance on all day. Right. And you're talking about a kid coming from the Crow Reservation. I mean, say he goes to Montana State, that's not that far of a drive. You're going to get a ton of people in the stands that just want to see famous left-hand play. So... I hope he gets a chance to play at the next level, regardless if it's in, you know, the Frontier Conference or at the Big Sky Conference. But I just I think he's good enough that you take a chance on him because I mean, look at what happened the last time we had a kid that had a sort of similar story. Raquan Evans, he doesn't get any love. He's got sort of shaky academics. He goes to North Idaho College. Bam, he's at Florida State. Right. Take a chance on the kid. Uh, The girls matched their boy counterparts at Harden. They ended up in the uh, championship game as well. Harden, a 64-40 win over Livingston in the girls' semifinal. They would have matched up against Billings Central, who was a 50-43 winner over Haver. Billings Central and Haver, Coulter, and the girls have had quite a rivalry in in a number of sports on the girls' side of the Class A. No doubt, and Haver was gunning for their third straight state championship, but they do not get to even be co-champions with that semifinal loss. Bummer for them. But Billing Central has an outstanding group of athletes as well, and we see this a lot of times, especially outside the AA level, but even in the AA level with Helena Capital this year too. So often if you have the caliber of athlete to be elite in volleyball and a state championship caliber team in volleyball, so many of those girls, this it's just a translatable sport. And right. so you see a lot of those girls then go on and on and play in basketball as well. Billing Central won their second straight high school volleyball title in the fall, and they would have had a chance to claim – a high school basketball title here. But uh, the other news out of that game is Kendall Keller, the Gatorade Player of the Year from Haver, who's coming to University of Montana to play for Lady Grizz. She does not get to claim a share of a third yeah. straight championship. So 
Bummer for her, but she's one of the few that gets to continue to play. In Class B, Lodgegrass uh, beat Rocky Boy on the boys' side, 81-54, and Fairfield beat Three Forks, 58-39. So Lodgegrass and Fairfield, the co-champions there. For the girls, Missoula Loyola finishes a charmed season, 46-21 over Shelby. They are coached by uh, uh, former Grizz wide receiver Travis Walker. So the Loyola Sacred Heartbreakers, the women's uh, the, the girls' team there from Loyola, uh, into uh, the championship game against Forsyth, who was a 46-30 winner over Big Timber. So congratulations to uh, Missoula Loyola, certainly on a championship there. Then in Class C, Fairview and Scobie, your co-champion. Scobie, a 77-39 hammer time over Manhattan Christian. So big time out of Scobie there. Scobie, Probably the favorite in the championship game, but they, uh, they're they there with Fairview for the boys. And then in the girls' uh, side of things, Roy Winifred, 62-19 over Ikalaka. That's a, a pretty win, uh, a pretty big win. And then Belt beat Melstone. So Belt and Roy Winifred, the uh, Class C champions on the girls' side. Yeah, it's just a bummer for so many of these little towns. I mean, Belt is not a big town, and Belt had a nice little – spurt there where they were really competitive and state championship caliber in volleyball and basketball and then they took a little bit of a dip and when are you ever going to have just like a resurgence in a group of high school girls in a tiny town like that but they did yeah and so for them to fall short I mean it's the same story across the board I mean talk about Roy Winfred they have had a couple really good boys teams in the past I cannot remember good girls teams coming from there I mean those are both towns of less than 200 people that are in a co-op right Sometimes this is the only chance you're going to get. There might not be any other high school kids coming up the pipe forever totally. unless somebody moves back to town or something. So it's really sad for the the small schools. But we will make our best effort to get as many of these high school kids on to give them a chance to tell some stories about their um, their careers that ended abruptly and in across-the-board disappointing fashion. Stutel yeah. Nuanas has been the Farmer State Bank Prep Extra segment. Local loan approvals, local loan approvals from Farmer State Bank for personal, mortgage, or commercial needs. Experienced lenders helping you through the process. Faster turnaround times, that's Farmer State Bank. We'll take a quick break. On the other side, we'll finish out. It's been an interesting day and it's going to be a really fun week. That's right, I said it. Fun. Right after this. You know, Coulter, the online world is complex. And it's even the more complex when you have a business that's online. And let's be honest, every business is online in this day and age. How nice would it be if you had a company that could help you make your business demands simpler and the approach easier to understand while also making it secure? One of the great books ever written, Eric Hoffer, The True Believer. One of the theses in this book is man of ideas and men of action. Sometimes the men of ideas need men of action. We need help. We need help with all of the logistics of technology. Boy, do we. I got nothing but ideas, and I got no clue how to do any of this other stuff. So that's why you call our friends at Blackfoot. Blackfoot Communications are your men and women of action. When your business online needs help, needs security, and needs to, frankly, just stay functioning. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. Ensure that your company is online all the time. Get the people of action from Blackfoot Communications. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Rolling with you on a Monday evening. Fear not, boys and girls. 
Coulter and I are still going to be here with you. We're going to carry you through this. If you're not driving around because you're not going to work, turn on your doggone house radio. Let me tell you something. I know that a lot of people don't listen to the radio at home. I don't listen to a lot of radio in my home. But when I do, I'm like, why don't I do this more? You know? Mm. It's so nice to sit there. And then you're doing all that. You're cooking. You got us carrying you through. You know? Hop right up on these shoulders. We got big, broad shoulders. Right, Coulter? We're going to get you out the other side. It's easy enough then to, you know, hook up your in-home device to for streaming. That's right. I mean, you can hook it up and... Get to 1029.com, ESPN.com for the live stream. You can do all sorts of stuff. Alexa. You don't necessarily need to just have a radio. All right. right. If you do, that's easy. Yeah, that's 1029. Right. If you got stream TV, it. turn us on. There we will be on SWX. If you want to listen to us on YouTube, you can stream the YouTube through your phone, your TV, whatever you want. Uh, if you missed anything in the show, check it out on the podcast. It's the other way you can do it. Listen on the podcast. It's available all the time. Just rate, review, wherever you get your podcast. You can get the Two Tell Nuanas podcast. It's available thanks to Blackfoot Communications. Uh, by the way, if you were looking to buy a truck, how about Carl Tyler? Carl Tyler Chevrolet, locally owned, community driven. That's Carl Tyler Auto Group. Coulter, uh, speaking of things to do while well, you've got a little time, I think a lot of people have been excited and on the cutting edge of the, uh, the Grizz Greats Coaching Tree podcast series. One of the reasons, there's a couple reasons you do a podcast, right? For something like this, one is because the form of it, the length of it, it doesn't fit really into a, a, a normal radio sort of scenario. And so when you're speaking with coaches for 50, 60, 65 minutes at a time in one cohesive conversation, it makes more sense to do it as a podcast. The other reason, though, is because then it's always there, like it's archived in a way that you know, radio is radio is nice because it's immediate, it's current, it's what's going on right now. Podcasts, though, especially something like this, pretty timeless. Travis DeCure's podcast, episode nine, is out right now. So all nine living men's basketball coaches in the history of the United, uh, the uh, University of Montana are available for you to listen to. And without much else going on, I'll tell you what, it's a fun history, not just of basketball, not just of the University of Montana, but of the city of Missoula, of the of Western Montana in general. And the cultural, you know, shifts from from the the, the mid seventies up and through twenty twenty is uh, is pretty fun and pretty interesting to hear, and it all comes through in this series. So go listen to uh, Grizz Grace, the, uh, the 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 Coaching Tree podcast series. And I know that this is one of the most fun things to you that you, that we've gotten to do together. Well, there's no question, and I think the best way I could promote this is that we prepared questions and we knew the characters yeah and david our producer he had a list of questions and facts to Great help, stuff. help yep. guide us and and so it was a group effort to prepare and i listened intently during each one of these interviews as they were going and yet i've still had a chance to listen to them again and i mean i sometimes listen to our show just to self-analyze self-scout as the coaches yeah. would say or listen to our podcasts you know on skyline sports or here but these every single one of them has been wonderful to yeah. listen to from start to finish yeah. and i picked up so much stuff that i hadn't remembered there's so much information so much entertainment so if you're at home you want something to do you want a good laugh you want to feel happy about life go listen to grizz greats i don't even like montana basketball and i enjoyed this project listen to <laughs> there you go. From, coming from arkansas through california and up <laughs> and wyoming let me not forget wyoming boys and girls enjoy grizz greats the go to tree podcast go listen to it Guess what? We'll be with you again tomorrow.
Okay, we keep on rolling, baby. Stay safe. Take care of each other. We'll see you tomorrow. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.